2: It's about to get real with the MTV original reality TV star OGs, John and Beth, as they chat with great guests to discuss reality TV, music, pop culture, and real world life. Pick up your phone and go to wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Getting Real with John and Beth. Turn it
3: up. Getting Real starts now.
1: John, I'm freaking out. I'm throwing my very first... Teenage party for my daughter. And I wanted to throw it at a venue because I'm like, how many people do you want to invite to this party? And she's like, 150. I'm like, what? 150. She's like, yeah, I want to have it at the house. I'm like, Julia, we can't have 150 people. Why not? First of all, we don't have the room for it. It would just be crazy. Anyway, so I'm like, no, we can't do that. And I found a really great venue and I took her to it. And she's like, that's not cool, mom. Everybody has parties at their house. So we're just going back and forth, but I've hired Cyrus. Everybody knows Cyrus from the real world Boston. He's going to come in and be my security guard. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to have all these teenagers at my house and a DJ and everything. Anyway, it's just going to be crazy, but I'm happy to be here on the podcast with you. I'm so excited about our guest, John, as you know, I go out all the time meeting great people and I believe that everything happens for a reason. Okay. Everything happens for a reason. I went to this party with my friend Marcy. I think it was John Varvados on Sunset. And we met this amazing percussionist. He is in one of the longest running and best selling bands. They have sold so many albums and he's worked with so many people. He's a legendary, iconic percussionist. He's worked for everybody. He has worked for Christina Aguilera, JLo. Stevie Nix, Willie Nelson, John, and he is currently in one of the largest bands, Chicago, Ray Islas. Welcome, Ray.
2: Hey, Ray. Hello. What's happening, John? Hello, well, Beth. Welcome to Getting Real. Thank you
0: for inviting. What an honor. Thanks for inviting me. And you know, Beth, Beth, that's right. The Barbados store or the Barbados party. And you realize what's today's date? I think I think it was literally. A year ago either today or yesterday really? that, that party happened yeah because a picture came up on my phone you know how the pictures come up on the iphone like the, the, memories, the yes, memories the memories and and there was a picture while my buddy was performing so i snapped a picture of it and i was like where was that from oh shit the Barbados party oh oh that's when i met Beth. oh hilarious so like a year oh later so,
1: yeah so we met we met a year ago and, and we
0: both look cool. younger well, yeah
1: so. you know, we both look well, much younger so. We both look much younger. That's right. And today we'll never be younger than we are today. So we've gotta, we've gotta embrace that, right, Ray?
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Oh my God, yeah. As um, I drink my tea. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I went to go see Ray perform with Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's their percussionist. I went to go. See- the Greek theater, and the whole place was completely sold out, multi-generational, because, I mean, this band's been around since 1967. Is that correct?
0: Correct. correct. Oh, my gosh.
1: So many favorite songs. Um, I want to know, how did you get started in the drums and performing? Like, when you were little, what happened? What's your story?
0: Okay, so this what you just said about the Greek, let me circle back okay so I basically fell in love with music like at the age of five you know I am the youngest of seven and my you know my siblings were always taking turns putting their LPs on the turntable and of course I'd have to listen to whatever they played right that was like I never had a choice at that age so I grew up listening to oh lord everything everything classic rock well what's considered now is classic rock right and Yacht Rock, that whole different term. And then of course, you know, the older you get, my sisters would start listening to all the disco. And you know, like I said, Turntable, they took their turns, albums, but the one album that grabbed my attention, I mean, where I would sneak into the living room, put the album on the turntable, sometimes at 6 a.m. because that was the only time I could do it and put it on really low, was Chicago Transit Authority, the first album they ever came up with. Okay. Now let's flat, fast forward. I was about nine years old. I think about nine, eight or nine. Now, and my brother and his girlfriend at the time, which is now my sister-in-law, they it was a Friday night. They were going, I don't know, they were going out. I was in the kitchen, hanging out, my parents, everybody's in the house. And I heard my brother tell my parents, oh, we're going to a concert tonight, the Greek, you know, I'm just listening, whatever. And my sister-in-law says, yeah, we're going to go see Chicago. And I jumped up And I was so pissed off because they didn't invite me. You know, it was like, what the hell? How come I'm not going? I love that. I love that band. They're like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's an adult thing and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I have to go. I literally blocked the front door and said, you're taking me. And I was crying. And my parents were like, get out of the way. So my brother said, okay, let's see what we can do. So they traded in their two tickets for three tickets, right? And they took me to the concert. And that was my very first concert ever was seeing Chicago at the Greek theater. So imagine playing with Chicago at the Greek theater last year, last summer the show you went to. So the feeling, that feeling of being on that stage and saying, I was telling the guys, you know, Robert Lamb and Lee, see that last row where the brick, I mean, where the concrete wall is? That's where I sat. That's where I sat to watch this, to watch you guys, you know? (laughs) So how pretty cool, you know? But like I said, that album sparked, so much in me and I didn't even know. And then I started listening to drumming and all the different types of drumming and every different type of song. So it, I just knew I was gonna be either a, a professional drummer or just a drummer, everyday type drummer, I didn't know. But I just kept it going, kept it going, kept it going, and then started making 50 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever came up. I took any gig that came my way when I was a teenager. When I was When I was in eighth grade, I was in a rock band of seniors in high school. They couldn't find a drummer, so I was the drummer, but I was an eighth grader. so they would always make fun of me like, "Oh, what the hell he's an eighth grader?" What are you 12, 13 years old, playing with 17 year- olds, you know, in a band?" And of course, my parents were totally against it, but I still snuck out of the house, and with the drum set, I snuck out of the house with the drum set, <laughs> you know, so freaky, but I did it. I was able to do it. You know, when there's a will, there's a way.
2: Like out the window, you're sneaking out the window yeah. with your drums. Yeah, yeah. Like well, kick, I would put, kick drum.
0: <laughs> yep. I put I put the drums out the window. The guys would come and grab it. And then I would just say, all right, I'm going to go hang out with the guys out the front door. Oh. And they're like, yeah, the, the drum set's in the car now. All right, let's go. So then we'd go. and But we would just go to somebody's house in their garage and spend all day Saturday playing. There were no drugs involved, no drinking. It was just making music you know like rock and roll that's it listening and playing listening and playing and then going to McDonald's
2: to eat lunch. so so now now you're you percussionist like what all does that entail like triangle cowbell chimes bongos and congas which people that, yeah. tell tell us for for the people that don't understand music what's the difference between a bongo and a conga
0: <laughs> okay the the bongos, first of all, are the small ones. <laughs> they're, You know, the, the little ones, you know, you see. And then the congas are the larger drums, different tones, different. Mm, it's, it's the same family, the same Afro-Cuban elements. And they're used together. And then they're also used separately. You know, there's in a traditional salsa band, you're going to have a conga player and a bongo player and a timbale player. There's no drum set player, uh-huh. but all three parts are three individuals. So when I used to get called to do the salsa gigs, which I used to do all the time back in my twenties, I was so happy when they called me just to play bongos because it was one case.
2: Yeah. Small. And walk
0: out of the house, like a flute player, man, with one case, yeah. that's it. You know, and it was awesome. And then sometimes they would tell me, bring the congas and the bongos because then you have to alternate or do both at the same time. Yeah. You know, and that was, That's when it started getting a little crazier. Then you'd have to do two parts and then sometimes three parts and then add the guido and then add the clave and then add a shaker and then add a tambourine hello now i'm a yep. percussionist yep. You know. yeah and but you got
2: more equipment than everybody now
0: there's a lot of gear yeah so and and i get lazier and lazier when i get called to play everything <laughs> are you supplying the gear yes have okay, you, i'll do the gig
2: have you messed much with uh, the cajon do you love the the cajon oh, yeah
0: i love the cajon that's one of my favorites Yeah. so it's
2: yeah. like uh it's like the wooden box you sit on it's got a snare and and when i first saw a cajon it wasn't that many years ago i didn't know what it was and you know and there's a drummer sitting yep. on a wooden box and he's slapping it and it sounds incredible but you got to really know what it's not just you're hitting a box you got there's a lot of technique involved
0: exactly exactly the the it's now there's the history of the cajon is okay it came from peru originally from peru now and then it made its way to spain right? So with, there's a Peruvian cajon and there's a Spanish cajon. Two different, they look the same, but two different tones once you play them. Now the Spanish one has more of a snare kick drum sound, like, like a drum set, you know? Mm-hmm. And the Peruvian one has more of a crack with a deeper tone, like a kick drum, but not sounding like a kick drum. It's more of a thump, just a boom, boom, with the crack, because <laughs> the wood at the top is purposely separated so when you slap it you get the wood hitting each other and of course with that are different styles of music from peru you play Mm. like lando festejo and they're all in the count of six and the count of six could be four like Mm. one two three four five six one two three four five six that's more of a spanish
2: approach
0: now the spanish cajon is also played in the six format, but it's considered 12 instead of six. So the pattern would be in a 12-bar phrase. So it's really, okay, so it's, like I said, it started in Peru. And from my understanding, I don't know if you're familiar with a guitar player by the name of Paco de Lucia. He is a flamenco guitar player, just incredible, if you ever have a chance to look him up. He was in Peru, and he saw the cajon being played. And he was like that sounds so nice with the guitar together so he took it to spain and it started evolving into the spanish music so it became a thing in spain now when i first started playing cajon they were not easily accessible you could not just go to guitar center and buy one so you had to either know somebody who made a cajon who was from peru or from spain and luckily i met people like that they actually made them And then I remember when I went to Spain on tour with, um, who did I go with? It was a band in the nineties. I was touring with a lot called Dakota Moon, an LA based band. And I had a day off and I literally just hit the streets of Madrid. And it was, cajones were everywhere, man. They were like, (laughs) you know, just somebody was, there was one in the corner, like at a restaurant. And then, and I was like, oh my God, I, I wanted to buy 30 of them and take them home. You know, I ended up buying like three of them and bringing them home. In my studio, I got like, Jesus, like four or five. And they're all different. They're all different. And I will use each one for a different approach. You know, I almost used one the other day with Chicago because we did we did a thing called Decades a TV taping in Jersey. So with a lot of different artists with Steve Vai was one of them, uh, Judith Hill, and we were going to do an unplugged. Version of Chicago songs with these incredible singers called Voice Play. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Voice Play, they they you know just harmonies incredible. So I thought, ooh, the cajon with these guys, but we didn't end up using it. I had one sent to the theater and everything. I was like, all right, I get to use one. Now. The company I endorse, LP Latin Percussion, they make a variation of cajons.
3: So that's uh, awesome. yeah, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite instruments.
2: This yeah. is super interesting. We're going to take a break and come right back with Ray. We're back on Getting Real with our friend Ray, and he is the percussionist for Supergroup Chicago. And I have a question. I did a little research, and just because I'm a Chicago fan, I just am, I love I love Me great too. music. Yeah, I bet you Me are. too. <laughs> and uh, I saw where the uh, drum kit drummer, okay, or I don't know what you call him. I guess he's the drummer, was once the percussionist. Correct.
0: Wally Ray is. So, Wally Reyes. so yeah. pro-
2: I'm sure he's a great friend of yours. Let's say he's yes. on vacation. Can you jump right in and play drum kit for this tour? Or- I don't know. Now, hell it, no, hell <laughs> no but but would you ever like to i mean do you do you prefer drum kit or percussion
0: oh i prefer percussion really i, I it's funny because i on stage i'm set up right next to him right mm. and there's times i'm watching him play and i'm thinking how the hell are you doing that shit <laughs> it's like because is the concentration and the you know, because we approach with this band that we have right now we approach the music with so much respect you're not playing it like like okay this is we're going to play call on me so let's just play a latin thing you can't do that you have to play it the way you the way the song was written right so we approach every song like that and when i watch wally or hear wally play his he's playing like the album you know and and it's it's like like let's say if they if if I had to for some horrible you know crazy reason like hey you got to play drums I could probably do one or two songs but the whole show is gonna be like man you better call somebody you know <laughs> I know people so it's like but no it's uh, I do enjoy playing drums I do have a there's one point of the show where we're doing our drum solo right and we switch during the drum solo so I get behind the kit and that's when I'm like a kid in a candy store I'm like looking at the at the drums like okay what am i gonna hit now what am i gonna play and i really i literally don't know what i'm gonna play but i bet and you would practice i
2: mean you you could you could practice and learn you could play anything right
0: i i don't know let's I, see i, let's I, see think, that, I after, think you're you know, being modest i can't too. say i can't say i could do that i can do that you know until you you can try to do that so maybe 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 but but when we switch and i get behind the kit I love it I, mm. I like dig in and i play it hard because I got like five minutes behind that kit that, you know, and Wally the same way when he jumps over to percussion, we, we don't, the only thing we plan is the unison stuff we play together. But when we alternate and we make mistakes that the audience sometimes doesn't grab, it's comical. I'm laughing. We're both like, like, Oh, I wish we could do that tomorrow because that sounded (laughs) pretty cool. You know? So, but yeah, it's a blast. And my studio though, I have a studio here at home. I have a drum set in there, a very old, vintage, like Ringo-ish, Ringo-star-ish drum set. Because I love the 60s, early 70s sound. It's it's like, I call it my in-between Rolling Stones, Beatles sounding drum set. And I do recordings in there, like songs that I've written with my writing partner, Mike Burns, I play drums on all those songs because I know what I want from the drum set. I know what the drummer should be playing. And I remember I, the very first time, one of the first songs I wrote, I sent the track to Wadi Wachtel, incredible guitar player in the music industry. And if you you don't know who he is, incredible, right? And he said, yeah, I'll play in the track. And he said, who's playing drums on it? I said, oh, that's me for now, but I'm gonna replace it. I'm gonna have somebody else play drums. Wadi said, why? And I said, well, because I'm a percussionist. I consider myself a percussionist, not a drummer. And then Wadi said, Wadi was funny. He said, um, he goes, no, you're keeping those drums because that's what the song needs. And he goes, Congratulations, you're the drummer in this project. You're leaving it alone. And I went, damn. I said, okay. All right. So then I, I took it a little more serious, right? So but it, it the element of playing it loose, of knowing what to play, instead of telling somebody, this is what I want you to play. It's like, no, if I know what it should sound like, and if I can do it, then I'll do it. But if I can't do it, I'm picking up the phone. You know, I'm not gonna waste a day trying to play that part. You know, I'm gonna make sure it gets played correctly. But if I can do it, I'll do it. So. But I won't, I will live, ugh, different story, so.
1: So you do a lot of touring and then you also do a lot of work in your recording studio. Which do you prefer?
0: Oh, I, I love both. I love, love both. both. I love, I love the studio because I can go there in my pajamas, you know, I can yeah. like <laughs> pour a cup of coffee, you know, walk back there. And then like, all right, here we go. Like little while before we clicked on, I got a text from this producer I work with a lot and he said I just send you two more songs and he said let me know when, when they're done he doesn't even ask me what he doesn't tell me what to play because it's like we already have that formula conversation happening so mm-hmm. I know I put the song in then I know what to play blah blah then I send them back the tracks and, and you know and then direct deposit blah 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 <laughs> but there's times where I will spend two solid weeks in my studio all by myself recording. And then a week later I go on the road and I'm like, Oh God, it's so nice to get out, you know, because you're in this little room, you know, and then I make a point to come inside the house, you know, to just to get away from the room, you know? So it always happens at the right time at the right moment. Like now I'm home. We we're done for the year. Right. So the, thank God the, you know, phone has been ringing for, for some studio work, you know, and, and, but I love them both. I love doing them both.
1: What was your first big break? Hmm.
0: I don't even know if I've had it. Well, let me see.
1: things
2: funniest- was getting your siblings to take you to that Chicago concert when you were five.
1: But yeah. That hey, was, hey. that was one. It, that's just amazing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like
0: you said earlier, everything yeah. happens for a reason. And okay. So one of the funniest things I got to say was like a big break. There was, you know, what my parents were always skeptical about being in the music industry as you know, it's like, Come on, you know, it's understood, right? So the I remember they would say, what are you doing? Oh, I got to go. Oh, oh, okay. So I ended up going to Europe with this band. And they were, my parents were like, well, I mean, you're old enough to make decisions on your own if you're going to do it. And I was like, see you later. I'm out. So I took off to Europe. And I remember I got a call. I started getting more into the Latin circuit um, in my 20s, right? And I got a call to work with this artist. Forgot, he's from Central America. He was playing the, um, it was, it's no longer around, it's a Gibson Amphitheater. It used to be the Universal Amphitheater here in LA, right? Where they filmed The Voice and everything and that whole lot, right? So I got a call to play with this artist. And and I remember telling my parents, so guess who I'm playing with tonight or tomorrow night, you know? And then my dad goes, what? Are you, what? And he's like, can you get us tickets? Yeah. You know. So that was a moment of like, now you approve, you know? So it was to me, that was like, all right, I got their approval. All right. So that felt like a break. That felt like, you know, I got a break. And then I started touring with that artist and doing dates around. And and my parents were like, oh, and I got, they got to meet him, took him backstage. They were like, wow, this is really cool. And so just to, for them to understand that, hey, this is for real. What I'm doing is for real. <laughs> you know? So that was a great break.
2: And you're not revealing who that is? That you're holding oh, it's,
0: that- I'm trying to remember. I believe his name was Alvaro. Torres, Alvaro Torres this singer right I don't even know if he's still around but your I parents
2: haven't... were per- impressed and and that got their uh... they loved
0: yeah they, it was ballads like beautiful romantic ballads you know so like the songs that they danced to you know like that so for them it was it was a bit of a moment and then I've also played with other top Latin artists that they that they appreciated and loved and and uh, but I gotta say one of my um, one of the moments true moment that brought tears to my eyes, was like wow factor of course was getting the chicago gig you know and and i came in i came in as a sub i was covering two weeks for the percussion and now the previous percussionist was only there for a very very short time and he he decided to sub out right and wally the drummer called me up and he goes hey you're gonna get a call from chicago just to let you know and i was like what i was <laughs> like oh okay. And he goes, but you know, you're going to cover a couple of weeks. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I was more than happy just to cover, right? How fun learning all this music I grew up on. Hello. So during those two weeks, and I remember exactly where I was, I, we were in El Paso, Texas, and it was a day off. And I remember looking for a Starbucks or something because I needed coffee so bad in the hotel, coffee, coffee place was closed it was a sunday morning right and i was like how do you
1: sunday closed?
0: morning what? yeah sunday morning hello that's what I do. they said well so i'm looking at my phone and the nearest starbucks was like a mile point something away you know the only coffee spot so i was like shit no all right so i'm walking and you know in texas they're you know their streets are huge massive intersections so i'm crossing the street my phone rings i look and it's the manager right hey steve what's going on he goes hey man uh i have a question for you can you I know you're supposed to go home Tuesday. Can you stay for another week or two? And I went, yeah. And he goes, okay, um, you don't have to cancel anything. I said, yeah, whatever I have to cancel, I'll cancel. That's fine. And he goes, so you want me to stay, what is it a week or two? And he goes, two weeks. Let's just, I want you to finish this tour. And I said, okay, great. And he goes, well, here's another question. Can you do the summer? And I said, the summer tour? Yes. And he goes, well, fuck it. Can you do the whole damn? You want to be in the band, you know? And I literally stopped in the middle of the street and I went, uh, let me think of. Yes, definitely. And he goes, great, okay, cool. Then he goes, uh, welcome to Chicago. You're in the band. Everybody loves you. You fit right in. You're gonna get a call from desiree our you know our web girl she's going to do an announcement we need pictures of you we're having a photographer come in tomorrow to take pictures of you and and introduce you as a new percussionist to chicago and and then all of a sudden i'm hearing cars honking on both ends because i'm standing in the <laughs> middle of the street you and Steve goes where are you at i said i'm about to get hit by a car i better go and he goes all right i'll see you back at the hotel so awesome. i yeah so then i get back to the hotel and and i'm like you know in heaven and I'm sitting in the lobby, like, who am I gonna tell? I'm like, who am I gonna tell? You know, first person I call my sister and I said, Guess who just nobody knew I was touring with Chicago. I didn't, I didn't post anything. I didn't tell anybody because I, I was a sub, right? And usually if I sub for somebody, I don't, you know, I don't... you're subbing. You know, it's not your gig, you're subbing. Mm-hmm. You know? So why am I gonna be posting about it? You know, it's not my it's not my job to do that. Anyway, so so I called my sister. I said, guess who, first of all, guess who I'm on tour with right now? She goes, I don't know. I don't Where are you at? I said, I'm in Texas. And she goes, I said, and guess who just, not only guess who I'm on tour, guess who asked me to be in the band? And then I didn't hear anything. And then I said, Luke, where are you at? And then she goes, I heard like a little, like almost a cry. And she goes, Chicago. And the way she said it. And I said, how the fuck did you know? And then she goes, I don't know. I just knew. I just knew. And oh. I was like, yep. Wow! Yeah, and and she's like, because you always wanted to play with them. You always wanted. To. I said, yeah, but I don't voice that out loud many times. She goes, I just remembered. I remembered so.
2: Yeah, uh, you're you're, yeah, a, li- you're well, a little you're a little was- modest though. I'm looking I'm looking at your 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 notes here, and you've played with some huge. I mean, Chicago's only one of the ginormous acts that you've worked with. It says Christina Aguilera, Carlos Santana, Stevie Wonder, Stevie nix Willie Nelson, Aretha Franklin, Jennifer Lopez. Chris Isaac, Babyface, Willie Nelson, Chris is a funny guy, oh. and then Paul Stanley of Kiss. Not, I don't, I don't, I don't hear a lot of percussion in Kiss music. Oh, or is Paul Stanley's but, but it, individual music different.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Now here's the thing. Um, Paul. Okay. Years ago, I get a phone call. Like I'm at. Okay. Now this is weird. This is crazy. How this happened? It was a Saturday morning, and. It was record day, you know, how they have vinyl day, like, so, you know, and so me and my daughter at the time, she was like maybe nine, 10 years old. So I said, Hey, let's go check out some vinyl. And she was like, what's that? And then I said, so I was like, this is what I used to listen to music on. So we go to this cool record shop in Pasadena. Right. And, and I'm pulling out albums and, and showing her what I listened to. Right. This is what I, she goes, wow. You know, like tripping out that, record of vinyl you know nine years old and, and she was big on music already listening to you know music on her ipod radio whatever so then i pulled out this alive 2 and i said wow i haven't seen this album since i was a kid and i said gab look at this and then she looked and she you know i don't know if you're familiar with that album they out their faces are like right there and 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 i opened it up and i said "This is such a great album it's one of the first albums i bought And I said, it's just rock and roll, but look at their makeup. Look at what they did. It's a whole show, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward two hours later, we went to her school. They were having a carnival that afternoon. So we're at her school. My phone rings and it says blocked caller, blocked caller ID or something, whatever, blocked caller ID. I never answer those. I was looking at it and I was like, eh, hello? And I hear, Hi, can I speak to Ray? Blah blah blah. And this is Paul Stanley. And I'm thinking, Paul Stanley. Well, there's gotta be other Paul Stanley's, you know, common name. So and it's like, okay, so I'm doing the show, and as he's talking, I'm like, holy, this is Paul Ephon Stanley from KISS. <laughs> and and he's like, You recognize the speaking
2: voice, or you just yeah, you just said, I recognize
0: like, the speaking voice. And and he was just so cool and calm. And he said, This is what he said: I'm doing a show at my daughter's. School. It's a fundraiser for the school, so I, I'm thinking about doing all these R&B classics because that's what I grew up on. And I went, "Wow!" And he goes, "And I'm putting a band together." And somebody gave me your name, and I need percussion. And I said, "Awesome!" I said, "Count me in." And he goes, "Awesome! Okay, great." And he goes, is "This is this is your cell, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "All right, I'm gonna text you my cell number, so we can be in contact. I'm gonna let you know about the rehearsals. And I'm gonna send you all the music. Blah blah blah." And, but then I'm hearing noise in the background, and I said. I said, okay, Paul, it's an honor. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And then I said, where are you at, man? He goes, oh, man, we're about to go on stage. I'm in Argentina right now. And I said, (laughs) are you in full makeup? And he goes, hell yeah. And I said, (laughs) rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. That's crazy. And he goes, I'll call you when I get back home. I'll be home later this week.
1: Okay, we're going to rock and roll into a break, and we're going to continue the story. Okay, and we're back. We're going to continue the story with Kiss, Paul Stanley.
0: Yes, yes, with Paul. So- the concert was a fundraiser for the school. Like, Beth, you know, your, your kid's school, they have yes. the silent auction night, whatever, like my oh, yeah. daughter's We've school, had Beyonce. Like
1: We've had Beyonce perform. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah hello,
0: like crazy that, right? Atlanta. So, so mm-hmm. it was, okay, that night, it was, and that, Paul had to name the band, so it was Paul Stanley's Soul Station, right? And we literally did all these incredible songs from the 60s, like, you know, I can't even, Actually, we did a CD. We did an album, right? And so it was us and the Foo Fighters performing at the kids' school.
2: So, hello. <laughs> Wait, hello. stop. Yeah. Hold on. We can't just like brush over that. Like, that's losing her mind right now. The that's Foo why she's Fighters. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We were we were hanging out. Like, I mean, it, you know, like, and it was funny. There was no backstage. There was. You're in a classroom.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> that was
0: our backstage. That was our quote, unquote, backstage. So, and we played, and then the Foo Fighters did a set and then Paul got up and played with the Foo Fighters, and and it was just a fun night, and at the end of our show, you know, before everybody was leaving, Paul said, this was too good to not do it again, and he goes, stay tuned, so about a week later, he calls us up, and we started rehearsing, and we didn't, we were just like getting together, because I mean, Chicago, Kiss, they come from the era of get together and jam and play to see what comes up. So we were getting together in the studio with Paul and and the soul station every so often. And with no intention of a gig, no anything. And, but then gigs started coming up. We played, uh, we played on the sunset strip one night we did that forgot what club. And then we, we did an art exhibit in Miami. And then we did another club date and we did the Roxy twice, which was cool. And, (laughs) And then eventually we got around to recording an album, which came out either last year or the year before. It's called Paul Stanley's Soul Station. I'm sh- it's all over uh, it's Spotify. In the band. Well, Eric Singer, the drummer for Kiss, is okay. playing drums.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, got rock- a guitar player named Hafa Morea from Brazil. Um, Sean Hurley on bass. We have three incredible singers, a full horn section, wow. two keyboard players. I mean, it's just like a big band, a big, incredible band. And and I don't know if you know, Kiss is getting ready to do their final two shows ever. They're calling it, right? They're going to do it in New York this week. So I had text Paul a few days ago, like, man, I was like, I wonder if that's going to spark him to start doing some Soul Station stuff, you know? And, but mm. Paul is, Paul's a workaholic. Paul loves to do music, no matter what it is. So pretty sure when he gets home, like in a couple of weeks, he'll be texting, all right, we're going to get together in january and do this and you know Beth, we, we, I,
2: don't, I, I don't know if you caught this but just a minute ago we had this amazing musician guest on our podcast that said this so i was doing a show with paul stanley and paul stanley got up to do a song with the foo fighters did, did you hear that <laughs> that's, we have just taken we have just elevated our guest lineup to that oh, kind of so standard oh yeah, yeah
0: that's funny that's funny wow. that's funny and you know and and i don't it still blows me away sometimes i'll we were in the car with my kids. Right. And, and uh, Paul was calling. Right. And I showed my daughter and I didn't answer cause I was driving. I showed my daughter. I said, that's Paul fucking Stanley's calling me. Paul fucking Stanley. <laughs> and then she goes, all right, dad, put the phone down. Get, put your hands on the wheel. You know, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. All right, all, right, now we're driving, all right. So I'm like, once in a while, but he's like, wow. I mean, that's the same way with the guys from Chicago. When Robert calls oh. me, I mean, Robert Lamb will call me and ask me, just or we'll just chat what's going on blah 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 i'm like that's robert you know robert you know like incredible songwriter you know the hall of fame songwriter but at the same time it's like you know it's a blessing you know it really is and and i embrace it i don't i try not to freak out at times (laughs) you know it's just one of those cool things you know that i am able to be around
2: you know so biggest freak out moment like when have you like just been amazed and said, okay, do you realize who I'm standing with and who I'm playing with right now? Have there been some pinch me moments? Mm, Yeah. Like all of them probably, but what, what really shook you?
0: Well, yeah. You you know, you said it, all of them. There's, there's, there's a moment (laughs) there is, there isn't like a wow moment, you know, like where, uh, like with Aretha Franklin, man, come on, that was huge. That was a, that was incredible. And I'm looking at her like, that's Aretha Franklin. Hello. You know? Christina, of course, when I was playing with Christina Aguilera, one time she was, she was uh, trying to get to the stage and the stage was so crowded, not not the the rehearsal stage, not the performance venue, just the rehearsal. And then I feel a tap on my shoulder cause she was right, she was in my world, right? And she's like, Ray, how the hell am I gonna get through there? And I turn around and I'm like, and she didn't look like, you know, she wasn't all dressed up. She was in jeans and a t-shirt, you know, like regular. And I was like, who's that? Oh it's Christina. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, let me see. And I had to move a drum and she's laughing. And I said, don't knock anything over, damn it. And she's, oh, shut up. And she goes through and, and it was just like one of those funny moments. I was like, oh, that's, that was hilarious. It's Christina, you know? Yeah. And, and then, uh, God, what, one of the funniest, funniest moments I was doing that summer concert in LA. It was at the Rose Bowl. And I was playing with Christina, and we had just finished. So I was hanging out, watching the other artists on stage, like side stage, right. And and this person just jumped off of the staircase on, right next to me, and then said, "Hey, I'm up, I'm performing next. Can you, you know, give me a, a path?" And he had a guitar, and they were clearing the stage, and it was Sting, right. And I went, holy shit, you know, and then he looked at me and he goes, and he goes, well, you know me, do we know each other? And I said, no, but blah, blah, blah. And and then I said, hey, Steve, can I get, can I get a picture? I said, before you go up on stage, can I get a picture? And he, he goes, sure. He took my phone and then he took a picture of me, you know, he snapped a picture of me, like click, click. And then he gave me back the phone and I went, what the, and he's laughing and he went on stage and then he starts playing rock yeah, he went out and he's playing Roxanne, and I'm watching him. And I'm like, "This is so oh cool." And then he did. So he didn't take just, a just picture with you. No, no, no. He no, no. did well, he, a... he, he he did his show, and then he came back mm-hmm. out, and he goes, "You still want that picture?" I said, mm-hmm. well, "No, I don't need another picture of me." And he, goes, and, no. what you... and he goes, "Come here," and then we took a picture together. Like, and what would have been great? What,
2: what would have been great is if you, during that picture, would have leaned over to him and said, "Don't stand so close to me."
0: <laughs>
2: Hold on. Good.
1: Oh yeah. That's
2: you thank you i'm here all week that's that's my schedule I'm try here the veal
0: <laughs> john's here all week
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
2: so uh and
0: don't stand yeah. too close
2: <laughs> uh-huh don't stand <laughs> so close away. to me or yeah. even
0: just pushing them away in the picture would have been funny but it says here you played on
2: saturday night live who'd you play on saturday night live with
0: i did it twice with christina yeah. oh wow
2: we need to go yeah. youtube that i want to see that yeah, I you see know
0: that. there's um uh It happened last, they re-aired it last year, like on regular Saturday, right? And I was getting all these texts while I was on stage with Chicago. Like, you're on SNL right now, you're on SNL. And I was like, that was long ass time ago. And you know, one of the coolest things that happened that night. You know how at the end of the show, they're all waving, they're going, hey, thank you for another great week, blah, blah, blah. Thank you to our our guests and everything. I was right there on that ending. Beth, I'll send it to you so you can send it okay. to John. It's cool. on YouTube. And and it's one of those moments where I am on the ending credits. I mean, like standing, waving at people, waving goodbye. And, you know, that was that was a huge highlight for me because I've always, to this state, I'm still a huge SNL fan. Yeah, is
2: that as cool as I think it would be? Is it was, so I mean, cool. it lived up to the expectation?
0: Oh, yes, yes. And and it almost didn't happen. I was walking away and the stage manager goes, hey, Ray, do you want to do the ending? I said, what are you talking about? You know, waving to everybody. I put my coffee down and I ran because he said, you got 10 <laughs> seconds to get on stage. I just ran. I was like, where do I stand? Anywhere, a... anywhere. So I was standing That's in cool. between Salma Hayek and Christina. I was like, right in between both of them, like, you know,
1: look
2: at me. You know? <laughs> That's great. That's that, so was great. A, that was a fun night. Yeah.
1: Nice. I want to ask you, we've got some fan questions. And someone is asking, do you ever think that Chicago will ever play again with Peter Satira?
0: I, I wonder, I wonder, Um, I don't know, because, you know, he doesn't tour anymore. And he I don't know if that's because of his he doesn't want to sing or like if he does come back, it would be like a one time thing, like a one show or guess what, ladies and gentlemen, look who came. He's going to do one song with us or two songs, you know. They're friends with Peter. It's not like they
1: you Oh, know, that's they, nice. That's nice to know. know. Cause yeah, because I think people I've always wondered like what happened? Did they did they get into an argument?
0: From what I from my understanding is just just it was time, you know, like Peter needed to to separate. That's it. You know, like that happens with you know with some bands, with some relationships. It's it doesn't need to continue anymore. You know, but they don't they like Robert has mentioned that they they've chatted about like certain, you know, whatever lyrics or songs or whatever that they'll, you know. And there has been like invitations from my understanding, but it never like finished, you know.
1: Well who knows? knows? Maybe in 2024, I know it's just been announced that you are going to be touring. Chicago is going to be touring with Earth, Wind and Fire. Correct. I mean correct. Yeah. That I mean, could you imagine if you are lucky enough to get tickets because at this point, I mean, I know they just went on sale.
2: Well, I know I the tickets. <laughs> 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 yes, you do. So yes, you do. I'm, dr- I'm driving down Broadway and West End Boulevard here in Nashville. The other day, there's this giant, really, really famous billboard that everybody wants on. Now it's digital, but it's been there for decades and, and every artist wants to be on it. And so it's digital and changes every so often you know, every two minutes or one minute. And it said Chicago with earth, wind and fire in August. I think it's cool. at Bridgestone arena. And I would love the chance. Uh, here's what I'd love to see happen. Beth is the itch to visit Nashville because she's heard how cool Nashville is. Yeah, if she Beth, you have been? Come visit yes, Nashville.
1: No. Oh, no, that's not true. When I was in high school, I was in show choir and we came to Nashville and we got to go to the Grand Old Opry and we sang at Dollywood. Yeah. Yeah but that cool. was so long Dolly, ago. I don't remember.
2: Dollywood's Dolly on the other side of the state. So you, you had to take a trick, but I'm, I'm fascinated that you were in show choir. Cause I've heard you sing.
1: You know <laughs> yeah. what? If Luann, if Luann steps from the, uh, Countess Luceps can sing on the real, from the Real Housewives, I can sing too. There
0: you go. I, can yeah. Sing yeah. Too. You
1: go. I love music. You know, John, maybe I'm not music to your ears, Right, music to other people's ears. No,
2: (laughs) but I think you should come visit Nashville in August, and then Ray, when you come, we can all go out for a meal, and and I'll show you the town. Yeah, let's do it.
0: And Nashville is a fun fun. city. Nashville's
2: Nashville's great great city. It is Music City. It is, and I can't wait. Can't wait till you come. That's fantastic.
0: and, And there's a there's a funny story with that. I was on tour with Chicago, and we were in Nashville, and. Paul Stanley calls me up and he goes, I need you to record on this song. Where are you at? And I was like, dude, I'm on tour. I'm in Nashville. And he goes, and he goes, I I don't know what to do then. And I said, well, well, dude, I'm in Nashville. You can get to a studio. And he goes, all right, (laughs) let me see what I can do. And he calls me back like five minutes later. And he goes, go to the studio in in an hour. And I said, okay. So he gave me, he goes, I already sent the file. They have percussion and I went perfect. And I looked it up. It was walking distance from my hotel. And well, I was like, yeah. and I walked, yeah. I was, I recorded in one hour, came back and I call him up, dude, it's done. He's like, perfect. Yeah. And I was like, Nashville, man, come on. Yeah, every, you know? Here's
2: a secret about Nash Vegas. Every building has a recording studio in it. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Every building, every building, yeah. every building yeah. that you Very see true. has a, has
2: a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fine. I
0: mean, literally, well, there's that whole area where all the studios are at. I mean,
2: music row. It, yeah.
0: Music row. Yeah. amazing you know yeah. that's that's a not here studio. that doesn't happen here in la you know so mm.
1: well you could go to the sunset marquee they've got a nice recording studio there
0: yeah they do they do they have a right? great studio there yeah i ran into robert plant there that's in sunset marquee
2: that's where i guess got who fangirl. lives in girl that's where i got yes who lives in nashville <laughs> robert plant lives in Nashville.
1: does he yeah, yeah. oh cool cool so that Place was your mom. fangirl moment?
0: Yeah. And I, Plant? I, I looked I looked like, you know, the lobby of the hotel, right? You know how the lobby is set up, you know? And I was, he was coming up the stairs from the studio and I'm in the lobby just hanging out. And we were, Chicago was on, you know, uh, touring. And, and I'm in the, just hanging out. And I heard him talking. And I said, well, that's Robert Plant. And I looked and I looked and I spotted him. He was with two ladies. They were all, they were just chatting about where they were going. So I stood up and one of the ladies saw that I noticed that it was planned. And she was like like blocking him. And I was like, no, I'm like, oh, I felt gosh. like I'm a musician. I mean, I'm like, yeah. but they were they totally like, okay, get this fan out of here. And I was like, okay, oh, my now gosh. I look like a fan. And I was like, <laughs> wanted to go up and say hi. And you know, and nope. Then they they she kind of gestured, let's go. This weirdo's <laughs> over there. Let's go. Oh, so no. they walked into the front. <laughs> they got into a car and left. And I was like, damn it.
2: And so, yeah. and you should have said, I even got a picture with Sting. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. I, I, I couldn't prove it. But, yeah. no, look at look at my backstage lamp. No, I couldn't. Do that. Yeah.
2: So, Pictures like or it much, didn't right? happen. Ray. Pictures <laughs> or it didn't happen.
1: All right. Well, I don't know. I just feel like in 2024, when you're playing with Earth, Wind and Fire, I'm going to hope that Peter Cetera shows up and sings with you guys hopefully I I'm going to be yeah. there to witness it. Okay. I want to be there to witness it. Cause I'm will...
0: putting it in the universe. She's throwing it in the yep. universe. So yeah.
2: he'll do it all for the glory of love. That's what that's, that's, that's what he'll do it for. Not for money, <laughs> not for fame. He did it all yeah. for the glory. All of for
1: the glory of yeah. love. So yeah, my, never, my favorite Chicago song, Ray, is <laughs> yeah, Along Comes money. a Woman. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. I, I love, love that, that song. It's yeah, a great album. Oh, that's I love a that that's a, that's a
0: That's a great, I think that's Chicago 17. I think that's such a great album. Yeah. Along Comes a Woman, Stay the Night is on the same album, I believe. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't do those two songs. We don't do them. You don't? I wish Peter Cetera. Yeah.
1: I also Say love what? Hotel Lover.
0: Yes, that's one of my favorites too.
1: Hotel yeah. Lover, that's a great song. John, yeah. what so are your what, favorite Chicago songs?
2: I, I love, I love the Peter Cetera vocals. So I, I love. So you don't do those two songs on your your current show, but what about the, the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid uh, theme song, The Glory of Which Love? Is, you,
0: no, we don't do that one either. We don't do because that just
2: vocally, man, how do you, how do you replace a voice like like Peter Cetera?
0: Well, you know the guy, our lead singer right now, his name is Neil Donnell. He's from Toronto. You got to check him out. He he does justice 1,000% to those songs. He he delivers and perfect every night. Perfect. That's awesome. Flawless. I mean, like he, like he's the a,
2: guy that they found on YouTube to be the new Journey singer. is like exactly. amazing.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. And this, yeah, no, this is great. so
2: fun. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back, Ray, with one of our favorite segments here on Getting Real. This is fabulous. We're having a blast. We're going to be right back. All right, Beth.
1: All right. We're back getting real with Ray Islas. He's in the band Chicago. And we want to find out what your favorite music is, Ray. What are are you, what are you listening to right now? What's your favorite? Like if you could listen to anything, what do you, what do you usually listen to?
0: Jesus. I honestly, whatever grabs my attention and that could be any style of music. Seriously. It's like I mean, I lean—I always lean towards rock and roll. You know, yeah. anything of the Stones, I'm a huge fan of. You know, Beatles, of course, and I mean, you know, I also a huge fan of Chicago. I love all the original—I mean, all the early stuff and all of it. Just, just I listen to what my daughter listens to as well because she turns me on to the newer stuff, right? And so you're a Swiftie. But, hey, oh man, no, no, I can't. You're go not there. a Swiftie. I can't go there. <laughs> Well, okay, she's, not a Swiftie. she's not a Swifty. She's uh-huh. not
1: a Swifty, so... what she is really...
0: I mean, She likes, like, Tame and Paula. Are you familiar with that band? Oh.
1: Very, I, I, mean, I love I them. them. They're, okay. They're,
0: they're, they're really good. What else? Like, newer stuff? I can't remember names, but okay. I, I will know the songs, you know. What
1: about this? Let's cut to the chase. Are you going to yeah. choose Steely Dan or the Doobie Brothers?
0: Ooh, damn. That's a good one. Now, those are... I had the honor of playing with some of the Doobie Brothers. Well, the original Doobie Brothers. Of course you like did. The original of members on The Voice.
2: Wow. I, I get
0: every, every once in a while, I get to do The Voice when they do the live rounds. Because I know that whole band. And ever since huh. the show started, thank God they've always called me when they need a percussion. Right? So it was one time I got to play with the Doobies and we did... Um, wow. Shit, I can't remember what song. God, it was so much fun. And I'm a huge Steely Dan fan. Huge.
1: Oh, Steely Dan.
0: Huge. Like, um, I, ooh, like I, like I want to go, aren't they, they're playing LA like in January. I, I know, but here's
1: the deal. Cause I, I don't have tickets yet. I want to go see, they're playing with the Eagles. Me too. But yes, apparently yes. the lead singer of Steely Dan is sick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's I sick. So, D- Donald, so he's, Donald
0: Fagan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's sick right now and they replaced, who did they replace? I think they replaced with the Doobie brothers.
0: Yeah. The Doobie brothers right? are, are, are touring with, with, the Eagles. with Eagles. Correct. Yeah.
1: So yeah, when, so I mean the Jimmy Brothers are, are great too, back. but I'm sad. Are they that, at the uh,
2: Hollywood Bowl? Where are they playing? The
1: Forum. The Forum, Oh, at right? the Forum. The forum, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And and Vince Vince Gill is singing with the Eagles and playing with the Eagles. Correct. You'll be blessed with his heavenly voice and amazing guitar playing.
0: Oh yes, yes. Thought he was an excellent add-on to the band. You
2: know. Um, Did I tell you about the know, time I that choose. I uh, tried out? I can't choose. I tried out for the voice one time, I and can't it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that's what this. Of the band is all about it.
0: This, all, right. This is gotta all, choo- about all right, you got to choose. All
1: right, you got to choose. Now, what about this? Christopher Cross or Michael McDonald?
0: Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Okay. I love Christopher Michael Cross. McDonald. I love Christopher Cross, but I love I love
1: Chris- I love them both. Yeah. I love them both. Okay. Elton John or Stevie Wonder?
0: Mm, I worked <laughs> with Stevie Wonder, but I love Elton. I know. I got to choose Elton John on that one.
1: What's your um, favorite Elton John song?
0: Oh my God. Title. Give me titles, I'll tell you. I love uh, Empty
1: Garden. Empty Garden's my favorite. That's
0: a great one. That's a great. Well, anything from Yellow Brick Road is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I, I mean, seriously, that concert that they did at Dodger Stadium. You know, they Disney aired it yeah. that night mm-hmm. live. I watched the whole thing. I was, oh my god, there were moments where I was crying because I was like, this sounds so. He sounds incredible. The whole show, and I regretted not going because I had the opportunity to go. You know, I was like, I could go to. I'm, I'm by Dodger Stadium. I'm not far from there. So I was like, man, I got invited. I said no. I got invited and I didn't go because I was exhausted. I had just gotten home from touring. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is go be in an audience of a concert. But it was Elton John and I didn't go and I regret it. So, oh. But it was John. an amazing
1: show. You know what? Yeah. Elton John is a very huge fan of John Brennan. Oh, it's it's, true story. I
0: heard that. That's it. That's it.
1: That. Yeah. That's, that's a true story. Love I man. met Elton John in the 90s. Um, I got tickets to his annual benefit, and he came up to me and he was like, "Oh my god, I love the real world. I love you, and I love John Brennan. Please tell John Brennan I love him."
2: <laughs> yeah, awesome. I,
1: good for you, man.
2: I don't know what to do with that. I can't. I can't so reach cool. him. I can't. You, let know. Me, you know. I know. Open we got, up we, a tour for you. Something.
1: You, you, you know. We Instagram we got to remind Elton. Yeah, we should Instagram and say hey. Yeah. Just make sure Um, it has a little blue check
0: mark next to his name. So um,
1: this is an important one, Ray.
0: Okay. All right. I
1: I don't know how I'm going to feel if you don't answer this correctly.
0: Oh, geez. Um, Okay.
1: Okay. So the the Rolling Stones or the Beatles?
0: Damn. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Because like I said, there's reasons why I love the Beatles and the reasons why I love the Stones. You know, it's like, can I be 50-50 on that one? So okay, it's, the- it's,
1: it's interesting because usually people that love the Rolling Stones don't really like the Beatles. And I the know, people who love the Beatles don't really like the Rolling Stones. So I it's know. interesting that you have duality there. Like you just yeah. love them both. Yeah,
0: I do. I just, I love everything about both bands, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I saw the Stones at the Rose Bowl and, and it was, it kind of freaked me out because first of all, I was, I got there early to make sure i got parking blah 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 and this is the rose bowl john this is like you know it seats like sixty thousand people and it was sold out you know i know so That's I'm where, sitting uh, there.
2: they have all the football you know the, the national championship the rose bowls like exactly the sea exactly. of people
0: yeah yeah so i'm not used to being you know in the audience i'm used to being like on the stage or backstage right so i'm sitting there and i'm watching just people show up show up and what was going through up to my mind was like I can't have a beer, I can't drink water because I'll be waiting in line for the bathroom for an hour plus. So I'm not doing it. I'm, my buddy was like, let me grab you a beer. And I was like, no, I'm not drinking anything because I don't want to have to pee. That's it. You don't want to have to and, pee, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to pee. So I'm sitting there and I'm just, it's getting crowded and crowded and I'm like getting almost claustrophobic, you know? And I'm like, wow. But as soon as the Stones started playing, I forgot all about that. The music was amazing. The mix was incredible. The hits, the songs. And I was like, oh, this is, I'm so glad I'm here. Like, I'm so glad I'm watching this live. You know, I, uh, oh, talk of, let's go way back now. Fan moment, SNL, Uh Paul McCartney met him. He was a special guest and he was once right here, right there. And I turn around and I went, wow. And we were chatting before he had to go on and do the scene. It was a scene with Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Paul McCartney.
1: Oh, wow. Right
0: there. <laughs> they were like like uh, 10 feet away from me live, you know, and Paul McCartney. Come on, right there. So, oh okay. God. So if I have to choose, because I met Paul McCartney, I'm choosing the Beatles.
1: Right answer. So. Right answer. Oh, right answer. Yeah. oh my okay. gosh. Paul McCartney. Right. You know, I've just been so close to meeting Paul McCartney a few times. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Like, I just missed him in an elevator at, at uh, you know, wow. at a department store like really yeah. he was just here you know my friend invited yeah. me to go eat dinner at craig's and oh, okay i, uh, I couldn't I, could, yeah, I couldn't yeah. go because next week. Never. Yeah. i was tired right and i couldn't go and then my friend was okay. like you should have come ringo star and paul mccartney came in and oh, they started geez. singing for everybody and i was like like why didn't you yeah. call me
2: <laughs> so okay. this is the hollywood life you guys are sharing this holly but this is, you guys have to pay seven dollars a gallon for gas oh, though so I that's gosh. the trade yes, we do Yes, that's we do. the trade. Yes, we do. It's, two, it's 277 trade.
0: here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Buddy just moved to Nashville. And that's the first thing he told me. It's the first thing he told me.
2: Dude, gas, gas is 278. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know. I'm telling you. Maybe I'll move to Nashville. Maybe I will. Well, I got to go check well, out Nashville.
0: We'll, we'll vote. Your house we'll vote. Come and visit. Buy four but, houses. Yeah.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I could like live in a mansion if I go live anywhere else. It would be yeah, incredible. Okay. Well. Jessica Simpson or Britney Spears?
0: I work with Jessica so I got to choose Jessica.
1: Jessica. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Kanye or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Not
0: Jay-Z. a Kanye fan at yeah. all. Yeah. I know.
1: Yeah, I know. But, I love Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Right answer, right answer. I love that. Um Maxwell or Babyface?
0: Ooh. Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell.
1: Okay. JLo or Christina Aguilera? Christina.
0: Christina. Yeah.
1: Okay, one more. Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen?
0: Oh, Billy Joe, Billy Joe. I'm more of a Billy Joe fan than Bruce. Yeah.
1: I want to go see him in concert before he uh, ends his Billy Madison Supergarden. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, I looked into it and all of his MSG concerts are sold out until April. Uh, right now. So you'd have to buy, you'd have to buy through a second, you know, second vendor, second seller, you know, like, you know, which okay, would be more expensive.
1: So so. I just saw that Billy Joel is doing some performances with Sting. Oh really? And oh, so I did see that. Oh. Yeah, and so I'm hoping that they're going to announce a date in Los Angeles. That oh, is, you know, that's a must. Just that's like Chicago must. and Earth, Wind, and Fire together. Like that's a being must able too. To see Sting yeah. and Billy Joel together. I mean, that oh, is. Oh, I
0: have to go to that one. Yeah. yeah Let me know right? if you get tickets. I want to go. Yeah. Okay. Let me know. Yeah. yeah. Oh my that's gosh, right?
1: yeah. this has been so much fun. I mean, I could talk it to has. you for another hour. Um, oh my
0: god, thank you, thank you. Anyway. you guys are fun. You guys are you guys are so much fun to t- to chat with. I love thank it. you
1: so much for 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 hanging out with us today on getting real and if you guys want to check out ray and he's got also has really great artwork i was looking at the artwork yes, the one. Thank I, you love, the, I love the hearts i love yes the that's heart-
0: one of that's been a fan favorite love letters that's my daughter named it she walked in and she looked at it and she said she goes, oh, I like that one. And I said, what would you call it? She goes, love letters. And I went, oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, good. Really good. Okay, done. So yeah. yeah, you can check. You can check that on my website. So yeah,
1: yeah. tell us what your website is. So people can it's go to it.
0: www.islas, my last name, islas.com. Y-S-L-A-S.com.
1: Y-S-L-A-S. Y-S-L-A-S. Right.
0: Y-S-L-A-S. Yeah,
1: we love it. And yeah, so maybe we'll we'll see you in Nashville together.
0: Yes, that'll be fun. Let's do it. And we can go Ray. grab a meal, hang out. We can meet John. That'll be awesome.
2: Thanks for being on Getting Real. We're so glad.
0: Thank you very much, guys.
1: Until next time, keep it real.
0: Keeping it real, people. Love ya.
2: Kentucky sunshine blonde She didn't have to search For a young man's love And he stole her heart away Struggling to make their dreams come true She worked so he could wear the blue one day And serve his fellow man An American dream only they could understand Watch the news and how each day they twist the truth away about the country that You've been listening to Getting Real with John and Beth on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Executive produced by Christian Swain and Peter Fiorioli. Edited by Michael DeVestia. Produced by Lindley Ehrlich. Hosted by Beth Stelarchek and John Brennan. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow Beth at Beth's Real World and follow John at johnbrennan.com. Also follow the podcast on Instagram at Getting Real with John and Beth. Until next time, keep it real. Beth!